Yeah. Let me get a drink real quick. Make sure my voice is straight. You know what I mean? Yo, what's up? What's up? Welcome back to episode 162 of Realism Sports Talk. Thank y'all for watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, checking out our Facebook page, at Realism Pod on Twitter, Realism Sports Talk on TikTok. The producer's not here, but the patrons would be right there. Thank you for all the patrons that support the show. <clears throat> Special shout out to 360 Painting. Locally here in Harrisonburg, Virginia. All angles are covered with 360 painting. Um, on a somber note, my, our man GM Tommy that represents us on the Raw show. Um, we, we, we send our condolences for your loss. For real, for real. You know what I'm saying? We've been missing you on the show. It's time for you to come on back, bro. Come on back. It's about that time. You know what I mean? So... I had to leave a little pause for the condolences. But for celebration time, for celebration time, I want to give a happy belated birthday to the producer, or should I say the coach, Jared. That's why he's not here right now. Jared Dolly's out here coaching um, high school softball. So big ups to him. Big ups to his kids doing different things and his wife and everybody. Jared, happy belated birthday to you. But... Since today is a different day, and it's somebody's real, real, real birthday, as you can see, I'm trying to look for something, because I ain't got the producer here to help me, man, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Mississippi Muscle of Relative Sports Talk, happy birthday, Mr. Ryan Aaron, Swole Daddy in the house, happy birthday, bro, happy birthday from everybody, especially from Relative Sports Talk. We love you, bro. We're glad you and the producer are part of this show. Man, y'all bring a little something extra to it that we needed. For real, for real. But on to your better half there, Mr. Swell Daddy. Big ups and congratulations to his wife, Miss Kendall. And she's, a, she's one of the coaches for James Madison um, Golf, Women's Golf. They got their second team win. Big ups to y'all, JMU. They always win and doing different things. Relative Sports Talk, Swole Daddy and his wife doing big things. Congratulations to everybody. Um, I'm always going to have faith in my commanders, hopefully. Always faith in the commanders. Now, now you can see it. I had to put it around something dark. Commanders. And all the love for the black mom, which we're going to talk about later on. And all the love for my mama, especially during these next few days. Which we'll get to maybe on the Raw show. Because on Relative Sports Talk, we talk about sports from Hall of Famers to the local talent to the big time storylines. And before we get to the big time storylines, I want to give a shout out to two brand new subscribers. My man Kaz, Young Buck. I could tell when he got in the car when I was talking to him, he had a little something to say. He likes a little LeBron. I like a little Kobe. So Terrell's thoughts today, especially for you, Mr. Kaz. But you can check him out, King Remo. It's at Crawls24. We'll put that K in the front. K-R-A-W-L-S 24. And then my other new subscriber. It's crazy how we just met each other and knew some different people and different things. My man is a singer. 
my man is a songwriter. And my man is a guitarist and can do all kinds of other things, harmonica and everything. He's from the area. Went to HHS. He knows my boy J-Dove and my man Big Dave. Rest, rest in peace in paradise, baby. Mr. Tucker Wyatt. Yo, check him out on social media, Facebook, whatever he's got. My man's got some talent, yo. He's out here stroking. He got the joke in his mouth singing. And he told me today, he said, out of all the talents he got, singing might be the best one he got. My man got the look with the long hair and all that stuff. And he's representing H-Bird. So show him some love. Mr. Tucker Wyatt and Mr. Kaz, I appreciate y'all subscribing. Might have to get y'all on the Friday show, man. Maybe so. We'll see what's going on. Speaking of getting on shows, at, at Fat Boy Fadeaway. Yo, we got to get up, son. We got to get up, bro. We got to get up. Your team, Golden State, has a chance to push a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I want to talk to you about stuff like that. We got to collab soon, man. We got to collab soon. But today, I'm solo, dolo, but I got a whole lot of sports to talk about, yo. First thing we can talk about, of course, we're talking about everything Lamar Jackson. And I'm not even going to say it like I'm mad about it because it's usually everything Aaron Rodgers. And thank goodness we ain't talking about I ain't even going to bring that up no more. No more talk of that. But so we're talking Lamar. Finally, he, finally he's speaking. Well, maybe. Is he really speaking or is it a computer? I don't know what's going on. Then we talk about the Final Four, the Elite Eight. I mean, uh, the Final Four <laughs> NCAA Tournament. I wanted to talk about the Elite Eight last week, but I couldn't. The Final Four. And I'm going to talk about some things about it that makes the tournament what it is and how special it is. Tomorrow, this is for you, the producer. Opening day of baseball. We're going to talk about how... Baseball better continue this road to success because they're trending upward right now. Trending upward. And then finally, I'm going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We down to the last handful of games. Who's really contenders and who ain't? I mean, you know what I'm saying? What what, what my boy B-Han say? They go on the show. I mean, doesn't everybody make the playoffs? <laughs> so we're only going to talk about the ones that really matter. But in the West, it might be the ones at the bottom that matter more. We'll see. And then my Terrell's thought, like we do every every show that I'm by myself, I'm going to give praise to the NBA Hall of Fame inductees this year. Because especially it's going to prove this guy's greatness over the so-called king and his greatness, which I debate about all my life. It's been Kobe versus LeBron. I haven't put even MJ in the category because... I feel like I need to get rid of all these LeBroniators before I can really go after MJ because I really think I have a case with Kobe against MJ. But that's for that's for another another day, another day. We're not gonna do it because I respect MJ to even even just throw it out there. It would have to be some scripted stuff to go against MJ. But LeBron, I got you all day long. I can come at you with everything. You know what I'm saying? And on Friday, we can come raw if we went on Friday night. You know what I'm saying? But so we talk about Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson thought he was going to cash in. But yo, this is not working out, son. We didn't know what was going on with you. We didn't know what you were thinking, what was going on. What I mean, did you want to stay? Did you want to go? Should I stay or should I? We know what's going on. We know what's going on. Finally, doing, doing owner's meetings. Coach Harbaugh's going out there. He's all, I know they're going to talk about Lamar. I know they're going to ask me about Lamar. 
He had no idea Lamar was going to finally be tweeting something. That's all we've asked. That's all we've asked is Lamar. Tell us, tell us something, bro. Tell us something, yo. Tell us something. So he finally is tweeting out different things. Different things. Da, 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 da. But then he says on March 2nd, he asked for a trade. And ain't nobody leaked that information. Nobody talked about it. Nobody said nothing about it at all. And that showed how the Ravens got their balls to put that <laughs> that unexclusive tag or whatever the hell it's called on him. That's I think I think so much of this behind the scenes is crazy with this whole situation. <clears throat> Do I think Lamar should have said, "I'll give up a little change to get my contract"? Yes, he should have got an agent. I think he should have had an agent. Get whoever's in his ear telling him not to. Yo, dude, getting getting a hundred and eighty million dollars guaranteed. When you're that rich, who can tell the difference between $180 million guaranteed and $220? You're so rich, it don't even matter. You talk about throwing a quarter here and a quarter here in a wish tank. You know what I mean? You you got paid. Shut up. Whoever's in his ear, shut up, please. Shut up. Whoever's in his ear, please just shut up. Because if they're telling you to hold out and risk everything, Especially your skill set and especially the injury concern that people do legitimately have. You need to go ahead and tell your dude. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. I mean. Shut up. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Take whatever. Yo, they offered you $135 million, And I understand the contract was kind of, the way they did it was kind of, you know, backhanded. But y'all got to come together and work that out. I don't even understand it. But now that you asked for a trade. Who's the pressure on now? I think that was very calculated by Lamar. Everything was calculated. So somebody's working with Lamar. Whether it's got an NFL band that people are talking to and he then Lamar puts on Twitter, I'm not working with him. I mean, I mean, I mean, are you? <laughs> What's going on? But my thing is, now if I'm a team that might have interest in him, which nobody seemed to, but if they if they in the back of their mind they were like, well, we can offer him, but they're gonna match it and it doesn't matter, and then we're gonna look stupid. Now that you know that he wants to be traded, you're like, I'm going to go and let that go to the end because is he going to play? He might not even play for y'all. Y'all might have to get rid of him, kind of like Aaron Rodgers right now. Aaron Rodgers already said I wanted to be. Damn it, I said I wasn't going to say Aaron Rodgers again, but I'm comparing things. Like, he's like, I'm going to be a Jet. So then it becomes like, okay, Jets, don't blow it and try to give too much because the backers know they have to give it to you, so... It becomes that, that cat and mouse type thing. I think we're dealing with the same type thing right now. Um, but see, the biggest thing was the Ravens owner, after Deshaun Watson got his contract, was the biggest, not the owner, but the GM was like, yo, that ain't going to be the norm. That shit ain't going to happen no more. Like, whatever. He lets you know from jump. He lets you know from jump. He says it's going to be hard for us to negotiate contracts. The Ravens used <laughs> So it's like, Lamar, come on. Somebody's in his ear. And somebody's in his ear. And they need, shut up. They just, need to, they just need to shut up. Shut up. I don't know. But for Lamar, hey, I'm with you, Lamar. I'm with you. Because I don't know who's in a better situation right now. And we can bring it up on Raw on Friday night with all the fellas and everybody can chime in. Everybody can go at each other. But I'm looking at it like the Ravens are like, I got the good old boys club. We ain't giving no more guaranteed contracts. I'm going to put this offer on you and ain't nobody going to do nothing about it. Then it's going to be up to you. Whether you're going to play or you're going to sit and not get paid. What you going to do? 
Nobody wants it like that. You're not going to get that contract. We got, we, we the ones. We the ones. We the Usos. Yeah, it's WrestleMania week. We the Usos. I can't wait to see what happens, Brandon. But anyway, or is it, is it with Lamar? Lamar could be like, I said, trade me. Because after this year, if you don't trade me, I'm going somewhere else and you'll get nothing. Who's going to blink first? Because he can say, I'm going to sit out this year and become a free agent. You ain't going to get paid. Who's going to blink first? And as someone I said, and you know what I love about having these shows documented? Because looking at like sports talk right now on TV that they get paid all these millions of dollars to do that me and my fellas could do for for a quarter of the fraction of the money. We be putting this stuff out there. And when I hear people like, oh, the liar shit. I'm like, yo, we talked about that shit like nine months ago, yo. Relative sports, that's what we do because we got the best analysts on here. You know what I'm saying? We can debate with the best because we can go against the best. You know what I'm saying? It's like Dion going against Jerry Rice at 49ers camp. Best on best. That's what we do at Relative Sports Talk. That's why I want Raw's shows to be back to where it were. Because we went at each other. We made everybody better. Iron sharpens iron. So let's get ready Friday night. I know y'all going to watch this episode. Yeah, I'm getting real serious. This is the anniversary of, of a very special Sad moment in my life. So I need you guys. Need you guys. Iron sharpens iron. Friday night. We need to get at it. You know, show show us what it's all about. But here's the thing though. Lamar. He should have sat last year, like I said. I used to argue with mugs all the time, especially GM Tommy about it. I said, yo, if they're not gonna give you the money, don't put it on yourself. Don't bet on yourself. You're a different kind of breathed quarterback. You know what I'm saying? You're different because other people that bet on themselves like Kirk Cousins and people like that, that, ooh, Daniel Jones, ooh, you bet on yourself. Y'all have a certain kind of skill set that, okay, even if you fail at betting on yourself, you can still get another gig being a backer. Lamar Jackson, you bet on yourself and the wrong thing happens. You're out of the league, RG3, and then you're trying to join Magic Johnson's group to buy Washington Commanders. Ain't no more Subway, RG3. It's different. It's different. So, Lamar, you should have sat out last year so you didn't have to sit out this year to prove your point. Because if you go ahead and play for that $30 million or whatever the hell it is. Now, granted, I'm saying that because it's like, to you, it's nothing. To me, it's... <laughs> to me, it's like... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, give me half a $3 million. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. So I'm curious to see who's going to blink first. Somebody's got to blink. Somebody's got to blink. And if I'm Lamar, I don't think he can go back to Baltimore. I think the seriousness of it has affected like him. Like he, as a man, can you go back to Baltimore after they just played you all the way to the end? They played you all the way to the end, yo. And it's like, can you really do it? I mean... The Ravens could just be like, I'm sorry. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> that ain't gonna work. Unless it's followed by, here's your 200 million guarantee. And that ain't gonna happen. And that ain't gonna happen. So I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. If I'm Lamar, and they don't give you your nobody trades for you, because they got collusion. And the Ravens say, here's your 30 million under your tag. Here you go, come get it. I sit out the year. I sit out. And you know what I do? I get healthy. And I work out. I work on my mechanics throwing the ball. Things that they say I can't do as far as like throwing the ball. 
You work on that for a year. You get your body healthy. Ain't no more PCLs, ACLs, DSLs, you know what I'm saying, whatever. It don't matter. None of that shit's irrelevant. All you're doing is building your strength, building your core, enhancing your game. And you're coming back saying, hey, guess what? I'm here. I sat out a whole year. So give me a contract. No, I did not molest women in a in a massage parlor. And no, I did not mess up both my knees playing from between Clemson and Texans. And I got a guaranteed contract. No. No, that's not me. That's going to help you get your money, bro. I'm not saying you're going to get that guarantee because I don't think they'll ever budge off that in football because it's so volatile of a sport. But I say you sit out. Don't take... It's hard for somebody like me to say, don't take 30-something million because it could change my life, my kids' life, everybody's life, grandparents, grandkids, everything else. But for you, but for you, you can look at the bigger picture. Not the way they got the banks going on. You can make a bank investment. Like, if I don't get this, I get 50 million or whatever. I pay back this. There's all kinds of rules like that and different things you can do when you got billionaires and millionaires can talk to other millionaires and billionaires and come up with a compromise in between with big bank business. You know what I'm saying? I ain't part of that life, so I can't do that. But he could do that, yo, and say, yo, I'm not taking that 30 million. Bank, cover me. If something happened to me and I don't get picked up, I get 60 million. If not, I give y'all 90 million or whatever is going on. That shit happens. It does happen. Just like college kids get NIL deals for doing nothing, but just being more great. It's it's, a, it's an unbelievable world we live in. So, I say sit. I say sit. I don't know. We talked to the Falcons. And we talked to, well, the Falcons were one of the first teams. And they were like, you know, we're talking about who who wants Lamar, who has a chance. And, you know, I'm a Washington fan. So, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to get this guy. I'm trying to get him all day. Because we never get anybody. Ever. Ever Washington never has anybody ever. So when I look at it, I look at the teams that said no already. We saw the Falcons. We saw the Falcons. They said no. We're gonna roll. <laughs> we're gonna roll with Desmond Ritter, who we have no clue what he's doing, no clue. And as a Washington fan, I'm gonna laugh when I say this because I never gave him credit like that anyway. Taylor Heineke. Really? Really? Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter? You don't want to take a chance on Lamar Jackson? You spent a first-round pick on a tight end who, because you had no quarterback, he could not do anything. Right? Right. You got a number one wide receiver from from USC. And he's right there to do whatever you need. But you don't have a quarterback. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm tired of messing with that. See, I need you producer. You're messing me up. But you don't have a quarterback. But you took a chance on Marcus Mariota who kept getting hurt. Never never doing nothing. You also gave Michael Vick a gigantic contract. Gigantic contract after he was hurt. Right? You also... Tried to give Deshaun Watson that contract. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right? He tried to give Deshaun Jackson the contract. Do all that. He hadn't played in forever and all that stuff. Hadn't played or nothing. 
got it back on, so you know I like playing with it. <laughs> you know, so Michael Vick getting hurt, you give him a jacket and a contract. But then you tried to get Deshaun Watson. He had messed up knees out of year and everything else. But you wanted him to. So why are you talking about I can't give Lamar Jackson a contract because of the style of play and everything else going on? Get out of here, yo. Get out of here. Falcons, y'all are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. 49ers say we don't want him because we've already got three quarterbacks. Well, when you got three quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. And ain't none of them Lamar Jackson. You put Lamar Jackson in that in that in that system with that group with Shanahan, who's gonna beat them in the NFC? Who's gonna beat them in the NFC? Who? And then you got because <laughs> Brandon, Brandon will love this guy forever. Derek's finally a realist. Like, yo, I mean, come on, dude, come on, dude. You're telling me Miami. You're telling me Miami. You're telling me Miami that you trust. You talking about Lamar Jackson getting hurt and things like that. Tua gets hurt in the brain. Now, I didn't know like PCL or ACL. His brains get beat up. You got a team that can win right now. And you look at your division and everybody's the bills are who they are. You see what the Jets are trying to do with a certain quarterback. I said I wouldn't mention again. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Y'all, y'all wanna y'all wanna take a chance at that. Then we look at we look at the Lions and a team that I've said for months and months and months ago. What are we doing? What are we doing? You have a chance. The Lions fans deserve it. Thanksgiving Day deserves Lamar Jackson going to the Lions. Are we tired of saying the first game at one o'clock oh, it's the Lions versus whoever? <sighs> four o'clock game is the four, it's Cowboys for somebody that might mean something. And now they got the late game. It's like an NFC North game. It's some bloodbath. Good game. The first game is always like, oh, you get to your relative's house. Oh, oh don't tell me dodge me. Oh, I was just sleep up. Now you put Lamar Jackson with the lot. What? I'm watching everything now. I'm watching everything now. With that team, with that. Oh, are you kidding me? But they don't want it. The Panthers, number one pick in the draft. You got a chance right now. You get a chance right now to get Lamar Jackson. He's already the second best quarterback in the, in the whole conference. <laughs> what a team that was that close to making the playoffs with no one. <laughs> with no one. Yo, I'm sitting here like, I don't understand. And then my team, my Washington Commanders. Yo, my coach is out here like, well, you know, uh, salary cap things. We like the things. We we, we like Jacoby. We like, uh, we know we like Sam Howell. We like all these different things. The, old, the new people that's trying to own the Washington Commanders, Magic Johnson's group or whoever's group, whatever, they need to interview them and say, yo, what do you think about, what do you think about having Lamar Jackson on the team that you're trying to buy? I guarantee you, Magic Johnson be like, I want Lamar on here when I buy this team. And they're going to say, why? No, I mean, why would you want him? All the all the money it's going to cost you and everything else. And you know what Magic's going to say? Duh. Winning. <laughs> Come on, dude. Look at the division we're in. We're that close to making the playoffs. Daniel Jones just gets a little contract. 
And then we look at the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott. And then we look at Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. We have the worst quarterback system in our division. And it's been for a long time. As a Washington fan, we've always said, dude, if we just had a quarterback. And we never get that. <laughs> we never, ever get You got a chance to get him right now. Go get one right now. It's, it's not easy to go get one of these. You're lucky to draft one, which we never do because we could have had fields on our team already. But we never do. You got a chance to get one right now. Go get it. And he said he would come. What are we doing? I don't understand. It drives me crazy. I'm so angry, dude. I'm so angry. I don't understand. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to go get a quarter a quarterback for your division? You got one of the highest. You're getting six billion dollars for your franchise. And you all win nothing because you ain't got no quarterback. And you're telling me, oh, it's gonna cost too much to get this quarterback to help with our team. Washington, oh my God, dude. Harriet Bissell, the friend. Sell everything, please, and get some competency in there, please. This is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But some teams that's been linked to maybe getting them. We talked about the Patriots. The Patriots said they have no interest in them. They said they have no interest in them at all. At all. They have no interest in them. But then other people say, hey. Bill Belichick's on the hot seat. <laughs> you are an idiot. Bill Belichick's on the hot seat. You are an idiot. But going after him would be great because look at that division. If you get that guy with the Jets, and then you got the Bills where they're sitting at, Miami with Tua. But if Tua's right, Miami's legit. The Patriots ain't never been last like this. You don't become last all the time. I think I lost money to somebody on the big board, which we need to get get done. Because, well, maybe we don't because I might owe somebody some money. I don't know. <laughs> but the big board, Patriots last place? Really? You could get Lamar. You might be a Super Bowl favorite now. I don't know about favorite, but division? I mean, maybe division favorite. That's something to bring up with the Raw. Guys, if, if that guy goes to the Jets... And the Bills are who they are. Miami keeps to it and all these guys. Lamar goes to the Patriots. Who's the favorite? Fellas of Sports Talk, episode 162. We'll be right back. Welcome back, welcome back. Relative Sports Talk, episode 162. 
Yeah, I had to put, let them get some commercials in. You know what I'm saying? I'm just learning how this game works. You got to let advertisement get in there so we can come up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? My patrons are helping out, but I need some other help getting along with everything. So we talked about Lamar. We talked about different things, different teams that would want him or should want him or things that we're talking about. The Colts, they exploring their things with the number four pick. I think the Colts would be smart to do that too because they've been going after retrade after retrade after retrade. I mean, you had Carson Wentz, who was the ultimate retrade. Then you had Matt Ryan. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's one of the things that the Colts are one of those teams that should do it. But here's my big here's my big thing right here. Here's my big one. What if this happened? What if the Ravens made a trade with the Arizona Cardinals? The Cardinals already questioned their QB. The Ravens know they're going to lose their QB. The Cardinals QB is already under contract. Ravens go ahead and pay that money for Kyler Murray. Also get Marquise Hollywood Brown to come back to Baltimore to be running mates with Kyler Murray. You got a solid run game. Defense, same kind of scheme. Same kind of QB, kind of. But you're bringing back a, a true number one wide receiver, which you could use your number one pick for and give him a second round pick with that. Now, they might ask for the first-round pick, but if they do, so what? You put the Cardinals with D-Hop still staying with different players. I feel like the Cardinals and the Ravens make a big trade. I don't know if it can happen. we got to ask GM Tommy, but money-wise, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Cardinals get rid of a problem, get a stud. Ravens get rid of a problem, get a stud in the same similar facet. But the Ravens get a true number one, maybe two wide receiver to go with it. And maybe a pick. See, nobody said this before. I'm saying this. Now, watching a week or so, we're going to hear somebody else say this on TV to get paid all this money. This is what we do on Realism Sports. Show. We, we do breaking news before then. Makes me mad. NCAA tournament, real quick. I know we're running long because I got deep. it was deep in Lamar. NCAA tournament, San Diego State versus Florida Atlantic, UConn versus Miami. I'm just going to tell you what I want to happen. We can discuss it more on Friday show. San Diego State is, I look at them as Kawhi Leonard because he pissed me off because he should have been a pacer with Paul George instead of the George Hill trade. And they could have beat LeBron when he was with the Heatles. Um, so I will always resent them for that. <laughs> I uh, I just will, man. It pisses me off because what could have been LeBron would have been less, which is gonna be Terrell's final thought. But Florida Atlantic guys, they won they won eleven in a row. They've got thirty five wins, the most in NCAA, with only three losses. <clears throat> Their team is the most put together team. Unselfishness. They got stars, fifth year seniors. They get hurt, come back, and they say, no, I'm coming off the bench. They love each other. I hope Florida Atlantic beats San Diego State. just Not just for the 9 seed, but Florida Atlantic to have a chance to win the whole thing. How great would that be for sports? Not like a Division 2 II or 3, but to win the NCAA tournament. Wow. UConn. I'm a Georgetown fan, so I always will hate UConn. I did know that they have a good team, good players. The Hurley boy, which was a Duke. When I hear Hurley, I think Duke, and I hate them too. So, 
cancel UConn. Come on, Miami. And come on, Mr. Wong. I Wong. What kind of jersey? Yo, think about that jersey. It's like, I Wong. I love it. I Wong. ACC Player of the Year stood. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, the coach used to be in this area, George Mason. Took George Mason from the first four to the final four. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, let's let's go Miami. Let's go Miami. Let's go Miami. I hope it works out. Let's go Miami. Welcome to Miami. Miami, Miami. Um, will I be mad at anything? I don't care. No big guns are going to win. If UConn happened to win, it's like, okay, UConn won, but they're not even in the Big East. No, they're not really like AC. They're not nothing. Like, okay, whatever. Like, who cares? Florida Atlantic winning. Oh, I love it so much. Let's go FAU. 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 All right. So, so tomorrow, baseball, opening day. Baseball has a chance right now to do to do something they haven't had a chance to do in a long time. Opening day, baby. There's my Mets figure. There's my Angels figure. Because I got us. Oh no, I got us in the World Series, and I got them winning MVP. But we'll get to that. So the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, rejuvenated baseball. I think rejuvenated the casual fan to say, "Yo, this is dope." And as a casual fan of baseball, that was dope. <laughs> that was dope. You know what I'm saying? They put in new rules to help modern day things. Baseball is one of those, we're going to keep it the way it is. And we want it to be pure and all this. You can't be doing pure when you're shooting up steroids and everything else. Dude, spitting on balls, cutting up balls. Ain't nothing pure about that. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. I don't want to hear that, dude. I don't want to hear that. Fix the game. It's too long, whatever else. So they make bigger bags. Bigger bags, more offense. Everything is geared to offense. Every sport focuses on offense. That's why if you're a defensive player, that's why you're highly regarded. Because every sport is geared towards offense. All all of them. So, the biggest one was the pitch clock. Yo, what's the biggest thing about baseball? It's too slow. It takes too long. I'm sleepy. Spring, spring training games with the pitch clock. Games finish in like two and a half hours. So if I'm going out, you know, I live close. I'm here in Harrisonburg, Virginia. I live near Baltimore and watch the Nationals. So watch a game. Let's say I'm going to watch an Oriole game or a National game versus the Mets, 7 o'clock. I know that just will be over by like 9.30. Cool. you over by 9.30. You got the whole night. Rest of you, if you staying in town, you got the whole night chilling. Da, da, da. Before, that job be like, 10.30, And you like, shit, man. Baseball games are taking too long. So they're already down at already over 40 minutes per game. You talk about 40 minutes per game, and that's not even counting extra innings. That's not counting other things going on. Close games where you're sacrificing, pulling different people more. Pitchers moving here and here and here. Taking more time, da 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 You know what I'm saying? That 40 minutes could turn into an hour and a half, really, if you really think about it. So with this pitch clock, it changes the whole game. It speeds it up. It makes it that much better. That's why I've always been saying soccer needs to shrink in their field a little bit to make it more scoring. Yeah, you know, I'm a fat boy. I don't like to run like that. But to make it more exciting in this country, I think that's what would have to happen. Just like the overtime in hockey, they do the, the shots, you know, face or whatever, whatever they call it. You know what I'm saying? I just think that soccer would have to do that too. 
But baseball doing that, you're on the right trajectory. And after coming up the World Baseball Classic, which is a hit with with the unbelievable Hollywood ending. You got to keep going with this. You got to keep going with this. And the biggest thing you got to do is, after this year, your MVP, who will be Shohei Otani for the Angels, he needs to go to a big market in New York like the Mets. <laughs> he needs to be a Met. He needs to be a Yankee. He needs to be a Dodger. He needs to be somewhere cardinal, somewhere where the brand is built already to win. Don't I'm not going to say the Braves because hell with them. But even though we lost our closer, the Mets, we still going to be World Series champions. Mets, this is the year to do it. And I believe we're going to do it because our, unie, our, our owner ain't scared to spend that money, money, money. Mets, baby. We got that Yankee money now. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're doing. But baseball, you got a chance. Keep promoting. Keep advertising. Keep pushing. Because this is your shot to do it, baseball. To catch up a little bit. You can catch up all the way because baseball and football is way above you. But you can get get a bigger lead on hockey. Because hockey and UFC, they coming. Coming at ya. You know what I'm saying? So the final thing I'm going to talk about is NBA. Because I missed it on the last show. So... When I come right back, Relas on Sports Talk, episode 162. Happy birthday, Swole Daddy. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs real quick. Be right back, Relas on Sports Talk. Sponsored by Ice House, the 42. Why would you want a 40 when you can get a 42? It's the same thing. Ice House, thanks for the love. Appreciate y'all, Ice House. Hey, you had a chance, but I you blew it. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Rattles of Sports Talk, episode 162. And don't forget, like my boy Brandon said, this is WrestleMania weekend, baby. WrestleMania weekend. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, Usos. What's going to happen with all that? John Cena. I mean, it's going to be a mess. I love it. You know, Flair. Oh, man. The women's the women's matches are always the ones. Oksana versus... Oh, Bianca. Oh, man. It's going to be great. WrestleMania! Ah! We got a segment on there on the Raw show. Whether it's just me or whether it's me and B, a.k.a. the GOAT of the show, we're going to talk about it because I think WrestleMania is going to be dope. I think it's going to be dope. I think it's going to be dope. But anyway, anyway, get to the NBA. Excuse me. NBA. So... We know how the play-in goes. The first six, you're already in. Seven plays eight. And then nine plays ten. The winner of nine... Uh, uh, the, lose, the winner of seven and eight becomes the seventh seed in the playoffs. The loser of that game has to play the winner of the nine-ten matchup to see who gets that eight spot. So even if you're number ten, you have at the best chance to get the eighth seed. If you're number seven or eight... The lowest chances you can make the playoffs is an eight or out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we start looking at it, and I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna beat y'all to death with the East because I think everybody below three, okay, four has no chance. <laughs> the Knicks no chance, Bulls no chance, Nets no chance, Miami no chance. None of you have a chance. Now the referees might cost a thousand to lay some games. 
to extend games, extend things from four, <laughs> uh, sweeping four games to four or five. That's about it. But it really comes down to the Bucks, who are leading the Boston Celtics by two and a half games for the number one seed. The Philadelphia six seventy six by five games, and the Cleveland Cleveland Cavs a seven. Do we really believe in the Cleveland Cavs? I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a guy that I would have liked to be a Laker, but he is a guy. Don't get me wrong. He's a guy. He's When I talk about my, the big-time guys, then the other guys, but he's a guy right like right there. He's like he's above Julius Randle and all them supposedly stars. <laughs> he's above them. He's above like Rudy Gobert, and he's above Big Cat, and he's above like, but he's not like at Luca, and he's not like at Kyrie, and he's not like at Devin Booker. You know what I'm saying? Like he's right there. But anyway, they have a young team. It's interesting to see them next year because I think it's gonna be a lot of turmoil in the top three seeds as I get to them. Cleveland Cavaliers next year, I put my money on them maybe winning the East next year, not this year though. But for the 13, Philadelphia, I mean, Joel Embiid, I think, is the MVP. Unless you want to give it to the real <laughs> player of the year in the NBA, which is Giannis. But if you give it to Joel Embiid because he plays both sides of the court, cool, whatever. I just cannot trust the coach, and I cannot trust Harden in the playoffs. Joel Embiid's health, always worry about that. I just, the 76ers, I mean, they're losing right now to Dallas right now. I mean, I'm just sitting there like, I just can't put my faith in. I feel like when Kawhi Leonard's shot when he's with Toronto from the corner, banged right there. 76ers thought they were going to they thought they were going to the finals. And it banged and then went in. And Joel Embiid sitting on the court crying. I think that's synonymous with the whole whole team right now. I mean, you saw Ben Simmons get shut down. Ben Simmons was nothing. Which is a tribute to Joel Embiid because of how great that he was. He just wanted to get support. But his health mattered also. Philadelphia, I can't take you seriously. Boston, my favorite player in the NBA, Jason Tatum, only because of certain reasons. But I like his game. Even though he went to Duke, I hate that. But he still represents the Mamba the way you should represent the Mamba. My problem is, I think on their bench, they're suspect a little bit as far as their bigs go. I, I know Robert Williams is there, but he seems like he keeps getting hurt. They missed that big white dude they used to have. That I used to love. I forget his name. No apologies for saying white folk people. <laughs> but uh, Marcus Smart injuries here going in there. I like White. He's stepping up. But my biggest problem is what happened last year with the Kevin Durant thing. Jalen Brown's feelings are hurt. Jalen Brown's feels like it's all or nothing this year. In my opinion, I think if they don't win this year, he's not going to be a Celtic next year. I just feel like that because he's coming out publicly saying things that you know has been built in for a long time going on. You know, it, feelings just don't pop out like that. Feelings are those are those are kept in. You know, what I'm saying they finally coming out, and I think he showed last year. He he and Tatum's my guy. He outperformed Tatum in the finals. Ice House, forty two ounce. You see what I'm saying? So I look at it like I don't know if the connection is going to be there. I think both of them are going to have agendas. I just don't think the cohesiveness is going to be there enough. I really don't. 
Because when I look at the best team in the East and my, the team I think is going to go to the finals, and I think this could just make his legacy even that much greater, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He just keeps on winning. He keeps on putting up stats. He keeps on winning and winning and winning. No matter what super teams over here, 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 or here. He's saying, giving me this guy, give me that guy, that guy. That guy does that well. That guy does that well. That guy does what, what, that well. And it fits around me. Whether it's the GM, the coach, him, all of the above. The Bucks will go to the finals barring any injuries. I know, and I do think Middleton has taken a slight step back. But I think Drew Holiday has taken that much more of a step up. I'm serious. And Brooke Lopez has been that guiding light in the middle, doing different things. Not to mention, like, you know, getting Crowder and getting Bobby Porter's coming back. You got some players that came back and did some different things. I think Milwaukee's the team in the East. Milwaukee's the team in the East. Now the West. I, yo, I wrote down oh, 1 through 10. I'm going to start with, I'm going to actually start with 11. The 11th team in the West who's not in the playoffs if it ended today with only a handful of games left is the Dallas Mavericks. They're 14 and a half out. I, I think we all knew that we didn't have a faith in this connection with Luka and Kyrie. Like, you know what I'm saying? You give away a lot of depth, a lot of swing players, defense and things. I just feel like they can't win. But Luka did it by himself and went to the, East, uh, to the Western Conference Finals by himself. So... I don't know. But the team above them, Oklahoma City, I never even thought Oklahoma City would be trying to get here. They've got draft picks galore. I thought they would try to tank and get the the, the overseas boy that's going to be the number one pick in the draft or somebody to go with that young stallion team that they have. Oklahoma City in the next three years will be a contender in top three in the playoffs. Guaranteed. Oklahoma City is going to be what the Memphis Grizzlies turned out to be when they got job. I'm just saying. Oklahoma City is going to be that team in the next two to three years, period. The Lakers, uh-oh. They're four. Uh-oh. The Lakers are not. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They're only a game and a half or two games out of getting where they need to be, but LeBron's supposed to be healthy now. AD was stepping up a little bit with LeBron gone. I don't know. And they got D'Lo back. And they got a, a roster around them. A roster around them. I don't know. Could they make a run? Could they make a run? Oh, yeah. But see, I hate saying that because I can't have faith in LeBron. But if LeBron was going to sneak out one, because we talked about it on one of the other episodes about his legacy as far as the Laker goes, this would be one of the years that he could do it. Because as we go above him, the Pelicans have no faith in them. Zion, no faith. Now, the team above them, Minnesota, who is my dark horse team right now. Because they won four in a row. The big cat is back. Healthy. Anthony Edwards is turning into what we thought he was going to be when he was number one pick in the draft. And then they got Rudy Gobert, which they gave away all these picks for. But now, as a, as a completion, yo, pay attention to Minnesota. Nobody wants to play Minnesota in the first round. I'm just letting you know that now. Another team nobody wants to play in the first round, who is my also my number two contender, is the Warriors. Anytime you got Steph and Clay and Steph, oh, and Steph, you can win. But if you don't have Andrew Wiggins 100% dialed in to the game and not to if his kids are by him or if his best friend is sleeping with his wife or whatever's going on, hey, you're not going to win without Wiggins. 
No wins without Wiggins. He has to come back and be that guy that he was last year. Or else, can't do it. Clippers, yeah, I know they've been on a little roll. They won a few games in a row. PG being hurt, I just think that that's too much to overcome for the Clippers. They'll battle people to like five or six games. I'm not saying they won't. Maybe even seven sometimes. But I just don't think Kawhi can do enough of that by himself. Um, I think everywhere he's played, he's had some kind of anchors. And the Toronto thing was just amazing. But you had some raw people like Kyle Lowry and and um, the swing guy they had. And then you had the big white boy. It was, it was some players that fit around him, kind of like Giannis. It reminds me of like Giannis having people around him that fit his schemes. The Suns, who I think is the number one team in basketball in the West. KD. Returns tonight. Healthy. He's the easiest player to slide in. I'm going to dig into it in just a second. Get to the Kings. Number three seed. They're still the three seed? The Kings? Y'all don't play no defense. <laughs> Y'all don't play no D, Kings, at all. Aaron Fox, great job. You know, Starakovich, great job. Buddy Hield. Whoever. It don't matter who's on the team. I don't even know who's on the team anymore. Oh, Harrison Bars. <laughs> no. Number two team is Memphis, who's won seven in a row, nine in the last nine out of the last ten. And Jaws back and angry. He might shoot everybody. He might do some above the rim on the court type shoot motherfuckers. Like John Morant wants to. Yo, he's looking scary. Because the Denver Nuggets, the number one seed, even though they won seven, in, they won four in a row. I just can't see Denver. <laughs> I don't trust Denver. So if I had the West right now, I would have the teams from the scariest to the least scariest. My number one team is Phoenix. And the reason why I say that is because Kevin Durant and, and LeBron James have a have an interesting path around each other. You know, LeBron left him different teams with superstar teams trying to win. Kevin Durant couldn't beat superstar team, joined the best superstar team and won and beat LeBron doing it. And then he tried to form his own Miami Heatles with the Nets. And that never worked out. And now you went back and joined a good team that was already in the West Conference Finals. And the year before that, they were in the Finals. So, yes, Kevin Durant, you're always going to get an extra bust in the face because, for being a punk. Even, even more than LeBron. Because you're joining teams that are already legitimate. LeBron, you'll be number two. But here's my thing. LeBron coming back to the Lakers, I'm like, ooh, the Lakers have a chance. Uh, la, 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 la. But the team has to change. We're wondering what's going to happen now. LeBron comes back. Who has to change what they were doing? Because LeBron's back. He's going to be ball timing it. He's going to do different things. When KD joins the Suns, he slides in like, shh. It just makes everything glide. That's the difference in the game that they play. Kevin Durant can slide with any team. Right now. He can sign with any team right now and make them contenders because of the way he plays the game, not because of how great of the game he is. Now, he is he is one of the greats of the game. But, like, LeBron's going to be on the rock, Rushmore because of his stats and because of his accolades and all these things. Kevin Durant can change the game just because of the way he plays. He can fit in any scheme. He slid in to Phoenix for, what, three, four games? And they had the best percentage of on the court, off the court, and the thing, and they were undefeated. He slides in, 
changes everything. The biggest thing is if Kevin Durant is going to commit to the defensive end. Because if he does, like he did with Golden State that first year, that'll help DeAndre Ayton become a better player than he needs to be. Stop being a punk ass. And that could put the Suns where I think they will be in the finals against Giannis. If they don't make it, my number two team, it would have been Memphis if you wouldn't have lost your big man. If you wouldn't have lost your big man, I would have picked Memphis. I'm going to say Minnesota. (laughs) And it's crazy I'm going to say Minnesota because I think Anthony Edwards is that guy. I think Anthony Edwards is that guy. And in the playoffs, you have to have certain kind of players that can be skilled at certain things. And Rudy Gobert is skilled at playing defense, rebounding. He's big, takes up space. And now you have the healthy cat who is a multifaceted, multi-purpose forward that can do different things to go along with Anthony Edwards. Minnesota is one of those teams that I would fear more than playing Denver. And that's something we can talk about on the Raw Show. Who would you be more fearful of? Denver healthy versus Minnesota healthy in a seven-game series? I'm saying Minnesota. The third one I will say is Memphis because Ja is a guy that can transform the game. Ja can transform any game because he's that good. He's that good. Nothing against the Clippers, the Warriors. I told you what you needed with Wiggins, Pelicans, Lakers. Lakers, everything has to go right for you as far as the referees also. I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know. But I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. That's what it is. It's going to be interesting. I'll tell you what. The NBA playoffs are going to be must-see TV, especially in the Western Conference. It's going to be must-see TV. The Eastern Conference, you're looking at the studs at the top to see how good they dominate or if Philadelphia is going to fold. Because I'm not saying that Philadelphia couldn't play somebody like Miami in the first round and lose. Or the Knicks in the first round and lose. Because they are wimpy, wimpy-minded, wimpy wimpy-hearted type players. So that's interesting. But the West, every matchup is going to be matter. It's going to be powerful. I can't wait. Don't forget about my D.C. Defenders undefeated XFL, baby. We're 6-0, but there's three other teams in the XFL. That's 4-2. Just want to throw that out there real quick. Before we get to my Terrell's thoughts. My Terrell's thoughts is going to be the final thing we talk about. And, of course, it's going to be about my boy. <laughs> my boy always comes up. My boy always comes up because... He's the man. He's the man. But when we come right back, we're going to honor the Hall of Famers that that got inducted. Becky Hammond. I'm going to tell you your name right now because I didn't bring you up in the rest. Great job, Becky Hammond. Everything you've done. Um, Cool for you. Cool for you. Cool for you. Cool for you. We'll be right back. Relative Sports Talk, episode 162. And we got about four minutes left for everybody on Spotify. Check out the commercials that are next. <laughs> Welcome back! Red Lizard Sports Talk, episode 162. Terrell start to finish up the episode as we're on red right now on Spotify. As we're on red right now. So, Hall of Famers, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, Pop, 
Pau Gasol, and of course, McGammon, inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think it's great for all of them. I think it's great for all. They all deserve it. I think they all deserve it. But I'm going to tell you why certain things matter more, okay? Kobe Bryant is the only member of the NBA 75, all 75 team, 75 greatest players. Kobe Bryant's the only member of that team to beat four 50-plus win teams in a single postseason. Four 50-plus teams in a, a single postseason. There's only 82 teams. 82 games. You beat four of them. And he was the first person ever to do that without a top 75 teammate. His road to his rings is the most difficult and it ain't even close. So people can be like, oh, what about what he won with Shaq? No, no, no. Let's talk about that when he won with Shaq. So, with him and Shaq, they beat, they beat the Pacers. Who's on the Pacers team? Reggie Miller and his boys, Mark Jackson, Rich Smiths, whatever. Good job, Shaq and Kobe. Second one, they beat Iverson. That's my boy from Georgetown. Him and who? Matt Geiger, Eric Snow, you know, Derek uh, McKee, Aaron McKee. You know what I'm saying? Good job. Good job, Kobe. You need a Shaq to beat to beat Iverson too. Oh, and also you beat the Nets, who had Jason Kidd and I don't know who else is on the teams. Richard Jefferson, man, I don't know. You know, dude from Villanova, I don't know. So, Kobe with Shaq had to beat those players to keep them. And guess what? Miller never got a ring. Jordan helped that, too. Iverson never got a ring. And Jason Kidd got one ring. But who did Jason Kidd get that ring against? Oh, that was LeBron James. (laughs) So, when we look at Kobe, we look at Dwayne Wade. Kobe and Dwayne Wade. Kobe is definitely above Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade won... A ring with Shaq, who won his rings with Kobe. And he won two with LeBron. But they also lost to the Mavericks. Who had who? Who else is in the Hall of Fame? Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So who was our biggest adversary? And the producer knows this. And my boy Keith knows this because they're both Spurs fans. They had Coach Pop, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, who are all in the Hall of Fame. So all of them got to play with each other going to get Shaq, Kobe, or just or just Kobe, right? So we threw in Pau Gasol to be in the Hall of Fame. Why? Because he was in the same elite class as those guys? No. Because he was that ultimate teammate for Kobe Bryant and for a fallen Kobe Bryant who passed away who is, and Pau Gasol is the godfather of Kobe Bryant. I know I'm under, I'm in a minute, I'm in a minute, but I'm getting to my point. So when we look at Kobe Bryant by himself, he beat Orlando Magic, who had Dwight Howard. Who did Dwight Howard beat to get there? Oh, that was LeBron in his, his time. So Dwight Howard beat LeBron, and then Kobe beat Dwight Howard. So the next one, Kobe Kobe lost to the Celtics. But the next year, they beat the Celtics. Who had who? Oh, the big three. And those big three beat who? Oh, they beat LeBron. Same same era. This is the same era, which made LeBron go join the Heatles with a stacked team and try to win. All I'm saying is... Kobe Bryant did more with less so many times, all the time. And as you can see, LeBron ends up on the losership of a lot of these different players. Because all these players, Parker, Pop, and all these guys, beat LeBron. He had to join with Dwayne, Dwayne Wade to win. He lost to Pau Gasol. And he never, I mean, he never got to go against Pau Gasol because he couldn't get there. 
and he, he lost to Dirk Nowitzki. Kobe Bryant stopped these other guys. Relative Sports Time, episode 163.